Are you cute or creepy? Who, me? Yes. <laughs> but also the thing that I'm... Who, my, me? My uh, pop culture. Hey, I found Carmen Sandiego the other day. You Ever did? Watch show? Yeah. She's in... Um, She's in Crossgates, actually. <laughs> Does she work there? No, she um sitting on a shelf in Think Geek. Oh, word. Mm-hmm. She's a pop figure. I found her. It you was should really tell fun. somebody. I did. Well, besides me, I can't do anything. I I did. Who'd you tell? Everyone who's listening, because I think we're recording. <laughs> 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 yeah, but can any of those people do anything? Well, she's probably value? gone by now. Isn't that the whole thing? You find her and. She like Phew. Yeah, but then you win the show, don't you? What did you win on Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? I'm still waiting for my for my prize. So where is Carmen San Where is Waldo? That's the next thing. Found Carmen San Diego. Where's Waldo? Did anyone ever think that they might be like together in cahoots with each other? I mean conspiracy theories. Do you think that there is an actual <laughs> Do you think that there is an actual couple out there in the world, Carmen and Waldo? I bet there is. I'll tell you what. If not, there's about to be. I'm going to get some of my chickens that I will adopt and, and name rescue. them Carmen and Waldo. Yes, because that way you can constantly say, "Where's Carmen San Diego? Where's Waldo?" Oh, there he goes. Now, why was her name Carmen San Diego? What does San Diego have to do with anything? I I don't San know. San Diego. Maybe she's from San Diego. What was Waldo's last name? Did he have a last name? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Yep. Carmen San Diego. Why is Carmen San Diego? Between oh, a computer. Okay. But what does San Diego have to do with that? <laughs> probably nothing. <laughs> it's probably going to be, I don't know. That was I'm just, just name. losing a lot of sleep over it. So I'd really like to know. Well, San Diego is all one word. It's not San Diego. I don't know. Anyway, Anyways. I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> if anyone has the answer to this. Let us know. Send us an email. Um, the interesting part about that is you're going to need to know um, where to send that to. The vSpot podcast at gmail.com because this is the vSpot podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kind of like jump forward to the give us emails, jump back to what the hell are you listening to? Yeah. Jump around. Jump, 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 jump around. Jump around. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, um, jump up, jump up, and get down. I'm Danny, and I'm Cat, and you're listening to the V Spot. Yes, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. So, what you got? I'm like jazzed when I realized, you know, what I had to talk about. Oh, I don't have anything that exciting. I just, um, well, I sent you that article. Did you see it on your phone? No, I didn't read it. I just wanted you to tell me about oh, it. I oh, was I you... supposed to read it? Well, no. I, I okay. mean, it's not that I don't care. Um, <laughs> I sent you an article. Don't listen to us. Don't read anything that we link. Yeah. We no, don't care. I don't care. I, I, I don't care um, what they're going to say. Um, anyway, so I sent you an article because we were talking um, with Nicole earlier about um, how you how you'd never survive in prison if you were a vegan <laughs> and, yes, because we and, thought that we should all get arrested once. yeah and how the how prison would just ask you to leave because you'd be so annoying <laughs> um, and as I was um, looking through live kindly's website as I often do for my news because live kindly is 
in my opinion, the best out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I found an article entitled New Guide Offers Inmates Advice on How to Be Vegan in Prison. Really? <laughs> yeah. Now, um, did a prisoner write this guide? Because uh, when you- No. The we- Vegan Society wrote this guide for all all the vegans who are in jail. And so it, it's meant to benefit okay. both the incarcerated vegan, but also the uh, the prison staff on how to accommodate vegan prisoners. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it okay. highlights. Um, so this is, it should be noted that this is for um, people who are incarcerated in the UK because uh, they probably have better laws over there than we do here. Um, hey, UK. Um, it 16% says, of our listeners. Hey. Hey, if you're listening from jail, then this is for you. Um, <laughs> this, is says, what they, this is what they do to get information from people. Like instead of like waterboarding someone, they make them listen to <laughs> us. <laughs> It's like their punishment. Oh, yeah. shit. You're probably right. Um, okay. Well, so uh, UK prisoners, this is for you. Um, in the guide, the Vegan Society highlights that vegans in the UK are, quote, protected under human rights and equality law. It explains this means that prisons have an obligation to ensure that they do not interfere with a vegan's right to freedom of conscience conscience and a responsibility under the Equality Act 2010 to avoid any discrimination on the grounds of veganism. That's an interesting thing. Hmm. I'm sure that that does not happen here. Um, It outlines the definition of veganism and why somebody might choose that lifestyle. Um, And it helps uh, has a it includes a template to help inmates write to their institutions and request plant based options in cafeterias. Um, The guide also helps include menu planning tips to help facilities understand which plant based foods are the most nutritious. Some suggestions even include financial considerations. For instance, beans, lentils, and peas can be economical choices for protein. Additionally, it suggests purchasing linseed in bulk and divvying up portions as needed as a money saving way of getting omega 3s. Um, Yeah, it's really interesting. Now, so. It also it's, explains it's, this part I find I'm sorry, but this part I find I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This part I find I don't know, a little much cuz like if you're in prison anyway. Right. <laughs> it says the staff specific guidelines point out that some clothing such as leather footwear is made from animals and therefore unsuitable for vegans. Okay. It adds that vegan prisoners should not be forced to work on prison farms, <laughs> suggesting that alternative work is offered instead. So, so if I'm in jail in the UK because I'm a vegan, I can say I'm not going to wear those shoes because they're leather. You can do that in the UK? No. The maybe. US would tell you to go fuck yourself. So, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting. The thing, but so is this written from a perspective of this is what if prisons want to be? Because, like, if I wanted, like, if I was going to be in prison. <laughs> I would want to know how to be... When you are going to be in prison. When I'm in prison. (laughs) When you're in prison. I want to know how to be vegan with what already exists. Right. Like, I don't want to have to write in for requests for plant-based options, because what if they say, well, go fuck it. Right. Like, I wish it was from, like, a prisoner perspective of, this is my time in prison. Yeah, right. And this is how I survived being vegan. Like, maybe I had to wear leather shoes. First of all, I didn't really... I thought it was, like, sneak. I mean, I, I guess sneakers know. can have leather. Yeah. Um, I've never been to I've never to been jail. to prison. Um, so. But like, you know, like, oh, you have to eat just corn and this and that. And this is what the reality of being a vegan in prison is. Not really like this is 
how it should be. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, boy. So I just went ahead and Googled vegan in prison. (sighs) (laughs) And um, there's a lot of information. Really? Yes. Um, You know, not to get too off on a tangent, perhaps we can do an entire vegan jail episode Mm -hmm. sometime. Um, Isn't being a vegan being in prison? You know, (laughs) I didn't want to say it. We can't eat anything. We can't do anything. I know. I already feel like I'm We're imprisoned in chairs because we can't stand. That's right. Um, But apparently in California, the law requires that vegetarian or kosher meals are served to those that observe diets for religious reasons. So that's good. But Religious reasons, but not not religious. Because, I mean, I'm not a vegan for a religious reason. Right. Wow. This is so interesting. Well, That's, anyway. Yeah, we'll have to do a, a <laughs> vegan prison episode. Yeah, the more you know. Am I right? Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, see, we just got our next topic. Cool. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. The other thing, the other pop mm-hmm. culture that I remembered was um, a, an actual pop culture. I'm a really big fan of comedians in cars getting coffee. And I was binge watching the new season the other day and um, Ellen DeGeneres was one of the guests on it. Mm. And there's a scene. um, I really like comedians in cars getting coffee because Jerry Seinfeld has become like such kind of like an old curmudgeon. Like he's just this like grumpy dude. Yeah. And it's so funny because he can be because he's Jerry Seinfeld, you know, so he can be grumpy. Who cares? Right. Um, But he was talking about um, I forget the exact context, but he and Ellen are sitting in a cafe drinking their coffee and what have you. And um, he makes a comparison, uh, something about filming the Netflix Netflix special to he compares it to um, the force feeding of ducks and foie gras somehow. I forget Mm. the exact way he worded it, but Ellen doesn't skip a beat. And she's like, you know, that's it's like the most cruel thing. And he continues to like kind of like make Uh a joke out of it. And she she like doesn't have it. You can even like see in her face that she's like, that's not like I'm not laughing. And she she just very adamantly is like, it's super cruel. You know, humans are the worst. We treat animals so poorly and like actually really uses it as an opportunity to be like, no, that's actually really bad, <laughs> which is cool to see. Yeah, because I, I know sometimes Ellen gets a lot of flack for being a vegan, but like she's a cover girl spokesmodel and she does this and does that. But I'm a big fan of Ellen and I'm a big fan of Jerry, even though he's a curmudgeon. But I think curmudgeons are fun. I mean, I'm a curmudgeon. I know I am as well. Maybe that's why so that's I, probably I like why. him so much. Yeah. Like identify with him. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. So I've that never seen cool. that. Where do I find this? Netflix. Nice. Yeah. It used to be um, the first uh, when he first started doing it years and years and years and years ago, like, I don't know, seven, I feel like six, seven years ago. Um, it was uh, on Crackle, I want to say. It was say like, a, yeah, it was on Crackle. It was like a super exclusive thing on Crackle. Um, and Netflix just picked it up last year. So it's in its second season on Netflix. Um, but the Ellen one is really good. The one he does with um, the one in this, the most recent season that he does with Alec Baldwin is really funny. Um, and then the one he does with, um, oh, my God, what's his name? <sighs> Help me. Um, from The Hangover with the beard. I don't know. Zach Galifianakis. <gasps> uh, and the one he does with Zach Galifianakis is really funny, too. Uh, I mean, they're all really funny, but those are just my standouts. Well, now I'm going to have to... Go watch. Yeah. Hmm. It's really good. And they're super short. They're only like, I don't know, maybe a half hour or something like that. It's really easy to fly through. Oh, and the one he does with, um, oh, crap. Um, Kate, Kate, um, 
I can't think of her name. Uh, she's on Saturday Night Live. She um, plays Hillary Clinton in the political stuff. Uh, McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. Mm-hmm. That one's really good, too. Hmm. Yeah, Kate McKinnon. I'm, like, infatuated by her. She's adorable. Duly noted, folks. Go watch this. Yeah, go watch it. It's really good. And definitely watch the Ellen DeGeneres episode. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. I do. It's also about watching things. Um, I can't believe I almost forgot about this because there's actually um, – Two, one I didn't really love, and that's probably why I kind of forgot about it. Um, so I've been seeing these movies once a month at the theater, the Studio Ghibli films. Mm. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen any of them. They're everywhere. Um, they're animated films. Recently, I saw Princess Mononoke. Oh, okay. Um, prior to that, it was Pompoko, which I did not really love. Um, but huge environmental messages mm. um it was funny because that was what bugged me about pompoko's i was like they're trying to get through a really good message um but like it's not great yeah princess mononoke was the exact opposite so um i just pulled up a little article about miyazaki um that huge on environmentalism and pacifism so those are like central themes in his films. so mm. it wasn't like yeah an accidental right. thing that was done intentionally um do, do, do. so i haven't seen one of them which i really need to called nausicaa of the valley of the winds or valley of the wind um but princess mononoke was made in 97 and it features a war between nature versus industrialism oh which is really cool um and it's a lesson on cherishing and respecting the environment and if there's too much industry the world can become imbalanced because there's and it's interesting because there's what you would think would be the the villain who is this person in charge of Iron Town, quite literally called Iron Town, mm-hmm. but it's it's a strong female message and feminist message because it's a woman in charge and she helps out um some of the less privileged people. So cool. um she rescues women from brothels and has them work for her and um the lepers. Mm. But, and so you're like, well, she's not bad then. Yeah. But one of the things she's kind of tasked to do and agrees to do is to um, cut off the head of the spirit of the forest. And so it's like this, the all powerful being who inhabits the forest. And she's like, well, yeah, I'll cut his head off. That's okay. Um, And these little tree spirits. And that's where like, I can't tell if they're cute or creepy. I'm going to show you a picture (laughs) and you can, you can tell me cute you i'll show you a video after because they like they do like this like head thing it's there yeah i'm not sure um but anyways that's really awesome and it's a really really good film i loved it um another one to watch is ponyo which is everywhere yeah i've heard of that one too kind of weirded me out a little bit because it's like a fish person win an oscar yeah it's a big one um but it shows a lot of trash and debris and um what happens when like you know fish and yeah. humans kind of interesting uh become one or don't as it right. were um but pacifism so the film is set up princess mononoke expecting the protagonist to choose a side but it isn't as simple as picking one group over the other um and that's like the best part about it is the main like what you would think would be the hero or the protagonist in the yeah. story um isn't able to and doesn't um really choose a side it's it's great it's like and i think that's that's gonna be a good segue 
into our main topic. Mm-hmm. But like he isn't like, well, I'm pro environment, so I'm gonna fucking murder this right. lady who's in charge of, you know, Iron Town. Or he's not like, I'm I wanna help all of the people in Iron Town, so fuck it. Like it's just one, you know, forest spirit, whatever. Right. He doesn't let his own beliefs like overcome the bigger picture of people like coexisting yeah. and learning to work it out. I've so. heard of I've heard a lot about those movies yeah. and that fella. You I've should. just never seen them. You should go see them. Uh next one is I don't know what it is, but Yeah, I always I, I really always see the advertisements and stuff. I'll have to check, check, check it out. I have one that some amazing human beings got me for my birthday, which is my favorite so far, which is the the cat returns. Yeah. I think the cat returns is the actual name of it. Um it's really great mm. because it has a lot of, it's like yeah a town of cats. Oh, say no more. I know. It's my it's dream. I know. Well. Sort of my reality. One of the people, one of the main characters is becoming a cat and she doesn't want to lose her identity and become a cat. And I'm yeah. like, but why? But like, why? No, Jellicle songs for Jellicle cats? That's what I'm saying. But anyways, I not there. So, um, yeah, we'll just like hop on, hop on your segue. And drive into letting your own personal. I'm hopping. Why is that hopping? confusing? Yeah, I get it. I mean, I do this to make it very. <laughs> we need to. And, Andy's is... very dissatisfied with my the way that I hop, but whatever. You can't say anything. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that does suck. This is gonna be really good for a live show when we hop on our segways. Oh my god! Someone needs to get us an actual segue. You know. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, to, we're on our segues to the topic of letting your own goddamn ego get in the way of your bigger picture activism. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Okay. E-G-O. What does it spell? Ego. Let it go. I don't know. (laughs) I was never a cheerleader. In case you had any doubts, I was never a cheerleader. I auditioned. Auditioned? Try it out? Try it out. You still are auditioning. Your life is an audition now. All of life is an audition. Um, I did not make it, but I tried out um, because of peer pressure because Shannon like made me. She's like, come do cheerleading with me. And I was like, okay. And I tried out and I did not get on the squad. Did Shannon get on the squad? Shannon was on the squad for like all of high school. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Anyways. I think she listens to this podcast. Oh. Loser. Loser. <laughs> we only want to call people losers if you do listen. It's not as fun if you don't. Anyways, so go ahead. Ready? Go. Okay. Let's let's talk about something we've been, as usual, rambling on incessantly about. Incessantly. It's just... <sighs> we all have our beliefs, right? Outside of being... Be- maybe it's being vegan. Right. Maybe you believe in god maybe you believe in human rights or you're all about i don't know anti-capitalism or anything maybe you're just like super religious maybe you're really religious we all have different beliefs but sometimes you have more than one belief (laughs) right and you let your one belief get in the way of another one yeah and we've seen that a lot yeah have any examples you care to 
do I? I was about to say as you were like listing off why the reason I laughed just now was because as you were listing off all of the things people <laughs> believe in, in my head, I was going to yell, maybe you're wrong. <laughs> but then I was like, maybe that's not OK. Maybe that is OK. <laughs> maybe you're wrong. Maybe you're wrong. <laughs> maybe you believe all these things and maybe you're wrong. I mean, oh, if, if I mean, I'm going to. I do want everyone to believe what they believe, but um, if you believe the Earth is flat, you are, are wrong. You're wrong. scientifically wrong. There's proof yeah. of that. So, anyways, um, well, um, one thing. Uh, well, I thought I you mean, were about to be like, well, well. I mean, this floor right here is pretty flat. I mean, your cat's not like rolling off of it. That's true. But you know, anyway, um, that's. If Shaquille O'Neal believes it, then I'm not, you know, I'm not going to argue. Shaq believes it? Shaq's a flat earther, yeah. Jesus. Um, so, uh, what was I going to say? What are you talking about? Oh, uh, well, so I remember, um, uh, a couple years ago, I went to a, um, talk, if you will, at NYU. Um, Kathy Stevens was the moderator and, um, the conversation was um, between Paul Shapiro and um, uh, a lawyer from D.C. and an environmentalist. I'm, I apologize. I don't remember their names. But um, what, one of the like big it was it, the, the topic was, you know, animal rights in the Trump administration. You know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? But that the what I remember about it was that there was a lot of conversation around the fact that. Um, sometimes vegans get in their own way when it comes to activism because they uh, aren't big on allowing other causes Mm -hmm. to exist (laughs) kind of in general. Um, Mm -hmm. The mentality is this is the most important cause. This is number one. This is number one. Your women's right issue is going to have to take a backseat. Your Black Lives Matter is going to have to take a backseat. Your this, your that, your, you know, whatever else doesn't, there's no room for it because I'm too, I'm too busy fighting the vegan fight. Mm -hmm. And there was a big conversation about how, you know, animal rights activists really need to open the doors and find ways to work with other activists, Mm -hmm. no matter what the cause, because there, there is a, a, a connection no matter what, right? Whether it is women's rights, whether it is uh, Black Lives Matter, whether it is environmental stuff, whether, you know, whatever the case may be, um, there's a connection there between all of them because somebody somewhere is being oppressed. And so we're trying to we're trying to correct that. So why not work together to fight this underlying same cause? But that's just not typically the vegan mentality. It's we're number one. We're number one. We're <laughs> number one. I wish I had a foam finger. We're number one. That would have been way more impactful <laughs> yeah. if a live show. Yeah. You know, you can't see me chanting. We gotta get the, we are um, number one. We gotta get the like background, like ah, you know, like an audience cheering for us. Yeah, like you obviously do in your car when you're listening to us. That just sounds like deep breathing. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Startled your cats. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's what I remember being like a really big theme um, was people feeling like, uh, you know, that their vegans don't make room for other people because their egos are so big and they think that their cause is the most important, that there's no absolutely no room to discuss anything else. Right. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Do you feel, does it upset you? Do you, do you how do you feel? <laughs> I only want to be vegan. Okay. That's it. Okay. I can't care about anything else. <laughs> you just don't have enough time. No. Okay. I don't have enough time. Okay. Um, And I don't, 
So would I don't know. I separate things in my brain. So yeah. I've been on like a plastic ban recently. Yeah. Right. I don't consider myself an environmental vegan. Right. I'm an animal vegan. Correct. Same. And I separate that from my environmental, why I care about the environment. It's weird because yeah. I mean, most would be like, well, and you know, yeah. most would be like, well, you should, that's why you should be vegan is the environment. Like, mm. yeah, for somebody somewhere, that's their reason. It's not my reason. It's a bonus, certainly, but it's not why I am a vegan. It's certainly a bonus. And like, what happens if, I don't know, like, I, don't, I feel like there's a lot of shaming. So, like, let's say you have, a very religious person mm-hmm. who eats fish or or whatever. I don't know. I don't do religion, so I don't know the ins and outs of what religions eat sure. meat. Or I know, like, kosher meat or sure. or this or that. And they're super environmental. And they never use plastic and mm-hmm. they never use this. Does the vegan turn around and shame them? Because, like... They're not vegan. They're not vegan. You're not vegan, so you can't really care. Yes, that's a great example because I feel like that happens all the time. This person who is taking way bigger steps, you know, they are zero waste. They are, you know, Mm -hmm. they carry around all of their own utensils, straw, Tupperware, like their zero waste lifestyle, minimalist lifestyle compared to me, who is not a minimalist. <laughs> I, am an, I am a lot of stuff-ist. <laughs> but I eat vegan, you know what I mean? Like, that person probably has a smaller environmental footprint than I do, right? That's, I mean... But so many... I'm sure that there are vegans out there who are going to find that person and be like, you're ruining the planet with all of your... with all of the uh, animals that you're eating with your reusable silverware. And so, like, what if there's, I don't know, an environmental convention of some sort and you have two people sitting next to each other and one Mm -hmm. of them's a vegan, one Mm -hmm. of them's a super religious, you know, they eat kosher Mm -hmm. meat or or what what have you. And then they have a conversation Mm -hmm. and one of them, and it's, I mean, to be honest, it's going to be the vegan. Right. Like, it's probably going to be the vegan who's like, well, you're not doing enough. Yeah. Because their ego, their personal view is not seeing that this person is doing a shit ton. Right. What if they literally don't create a single amount of waste? Yeah, zero waste. But, well, do they? Because they're still eating. Right. They're still eating cows and look at all the, right. you know, methane. and Right. That really bothers me. Um, And I was just going down the this dark hole because I was interested in the um, <clears throat> now people... One of the best things I think that's been happening this year is the banning of plastic straws. I agree. Like, and uh, you know, again, not to get too off on a tangent, but I think it's a big fucking deal. That's a huge deal that that companies are even doing that. Right. Because I mean, if you think about all of the things out there that are proven to cause damage in one way or the other, and people look the other way, the fact that companies literally everywhere, huge multi-billion dollar companies are like, yeah, we'll stop using plastic straws. That's a huge fucking deal. And you know what? So what if they're doing it because it's like popular or well, they're like, not stupid. They're not stupid. <laughs> you know, they're not stupid. They want to make money. They're a business. And I think at the end of the day, too, that there's something to be said for realizing that there is a problem. The The amount of plastic that's being used is a problem. And, it, you know, whatever percentage of that plastic happens to be straws coming from companies, restaurants, et cetera, et cetera. If you 
can do your part to decrease that, why wouldn't you? It's not going to hurt your bottom line. It's probably going to improve your bottom line. Right. But at the end of the day, like this problem is is leading towards a lot of, you know, bigger problems environmentally. So if you want to have a future as a company in general, shouldn't you get on board to make these improvements? Otherwise, nobody's going to be buying Starbucks when it's end of days. Well, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And I mean... It's interesting because you acknowledge that this is a movement. Yeah. Right? It's not the moment. It's the movement. I was waiting for you to do that. Perfect. Like we're on, we're in the middle of a movement. And so like, yeah, Starbucks is going to cater to vegans. And because as we grow in numbers, you have to, like what people do not take into account as vegans grow in numbers, Starbucks is going to be like, shit, we need to offer vegan options. We need coconut milk. Yeah. We need a vegan cookie. We need vegan meals. Mm-hmm. We need to ban straws. We need this bomb-ass avocado spread. I love that. I'm oh, pretty sure it's just God, literally it's so a little bit of good. mushed avocado with, with some, some spices, jalapeno. With spices, literally all it is. But, but it is so good. Thank you, Starbucks, for your for your avocado spread. Seriously. But, like, some people see it as, like, oh, they're just doing it to make money. But, yeah, they recognize that we are in a movement, that we are a growing crowd of human beings. Right. And so I think that's good. They're acknowledging that there's A, a problem, and B, that we are growing. Right. And so what if the vegans stopped going to Starbucks? Right. They probably wouldn't like it. Right. So I see it as a good thing. And I th- what I think is interesting, too, though, with the straw thing is that um, plastic straws and that kind of environmental concern stretches so far past the quote-unquote vegan agenda, the quote-unquote environmentalist agenda, mm-hmm. you know, the average Joe walking down the street, if you say to them, mm-hmm. you know, th- the use of plastic straws is creating a lot of ocean pollution. How do you feel about that? They're not going to, you know, more often than not, they're going to be like, oh, shit, really? Well, I don't want to contribute to that. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, you're also just kind of you're you're speaking to your average customer, too. It's not just these groups of activists trying to get things done. No. It's just your average customer, too, who has these interests. And like what's where this is all stemming from is. You know, we've seen things where people are now saying because of their vegan agenda and because of their anti-capitalist agenda that Starbucks is just doing it for the money. Why would you give them fucking money? You know, they don't care about being vegan. So here's here's an interesting thing. This little um, straws versus fishing. Microplastics make up only 8% of the total tonnage of the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. Well, fishing nets account for 46% and the majority of the rest is other fishing gear. Okay. That is from National Geographic. So, mm-hmm. like, apparently this is and this is going off of just this little meme that I'm staring at with my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. But my question is, Starbucks looks at this and what is Starbucks going to do? Ban fish from their coffee? <laughs> like right, Starbucks right. can't take us. I mean, right. I guess their CEO could come out and say, "Go vegan," like right. like other or celebrities do, yeah. or stop eating fish. So, like, yes, they could do that, but Starbucks as a company can't ban right. fish. Right. Yes, they could be ban chicken and and this and that. Like, there are things, but like this specific example that this person is sharing and saying that, well, Starbucks is capitalizing on this. Well, yeah, I mean, like, what do you want to do? You right. want them to talk about fishing? 
I don't really understand. And I personally feel so. Um, I, I was I'm looking at an article from Forbes right now that just simply states that Starbucks doing this, and there are many other companies. Disney's doing it. There are many other companies who are banning plastic straws. It's yeah, not just Disney's Starbucks. Yeah, Disney's going all of it now. But, it was just Animal Kingdom. Now yeah, it's the entirety of Disney that's yeah, going to be strawless. Um, but uh, this article says that um, Starbucks estimates that this change will help to eliminate more than one billion plastic straws globally per year. Right. From ending up in landfills or the ocean. That's insane. And like, like that's completely insane. And the other thing just on Starbucks specifically, again, there's so many other companies doing this, but on Starbucks specifically, I for one feel like what Starbucks is, how they're going about it, having the adult sippy cup lids or having the option to buy your reusable cups or whatever. Mm-hmm. Those reusable cups are two dollars. So why are, are we really? I should yeah. get one of those. What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, they're two dollars. <laughs> the coffee one, I think the hot coffee one, I think is two dollars. And then the iced one, I think is two dollars and the straw is a dollar. So maybe three dollars for that one. But like take my money. Three dollars yeah. at most for those reusable cups. And Wait, you get is... like a very small discount. It's like 20 cents. So it's no big deal. But I mean, that's that's not three dollars, though. Like. So, yeah. so again, these people, and just to make sure that we're tying it in, not well, we are going on a tangent, but we're tying it into, like, the agenda thing. These people that are saying, like, anti-capitalist, fuck the man, um, you know, they're just trying to take your money. But, like, they could upcharge that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. they could tell you, have yeah. this plastic cup. Or they could not sell them at all. They could not sell them <laughs> at all. Or they're giving you an option. And yeah. if they're going to give you an option, they'd be like, man, $20 for this cup and straw. $3? Yeah, from this fancy as fuck Starbucks branded glass thing, which is a thing. You can get really fancy Starbucks of cups. Of course. But you can get like the minimal, the minimal, you know, looks like an actual venti iced coffee. Right. The one, you know, we all have them at work. Yeah. Those are like 2 to $3. I mean, if you go picking up quarters from the road, then you have that That's soon exactly enough. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I have even thought, and whatever, maybe I'm privileged, whatever. But I, when I'm at work and I'm like, I really want to go get a coffee, but I don't have my reusable cup. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't done it, but I always think I'll just buy a fucking other one. I'll just get another one. Yes. Yeah. $3. Absolutely. So like, shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, stop it. And I have no problem. I was just saying to Christy the other day, we wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts. And I was like, do you think they'll put coffee in my Starbucks cup? Like, is that weird? But I don't care. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if uh, Dunkin' Donuts, if you want me to use your Dunkin' Donuts cup, then sell one because I'll buy them. Exactly. I'll buy them all. <laughs> exactly. I'll buy all the reusable cups. Shit. Exactly. And like, I think it's also a recognition and I'm not, again, to play devil's advocate, we don't need to eat meat or fish. Right. Right. But let's say there's some societies that are fish-based. It is a sure. lot easier to look at one motherfucker going to Starbucks and say, you don't need a straw, versus to look at someone and say, you don't need fish. That's right. One of these two things, you literally can take out of someone's hand, and it does not make a difference. The other one, if they've eaten fish every yeah. day, all day, oh, for their, their entire life. That's a great lives. point, speaking of privilege. You know? That's a really <laughs> good point, right? Because a Starbucks purchase every time is a privileged purchase yeah. if you have the money to throw at starbucks definitely then like, like the you know white what I mean? privilege thing yeah Absolutely. but if you are living in one of those countries that is very dependent upon animals as food or fish for food or what have you then that's a completely different story and so to exactly. your point if we can do what we can where we can how we can what's the fucking problem like, those of us who can make an alternative choice it's you know it's the same argument that comes into play i guess you could say with veganism in general there are some countries who 
who don't have the luxury to always 100% eat vegan, right? right? But those of us who do, there's you have no excuse. Exactly. It's super interesting. And now people, and I was going, so I went to click on this uh, this particular post, led me to a little link. Uh, and I Googled it. If you just like Google, because this person was saying that, well, it costs, it takes more plastic to make those sippy cups. Oh. So what the fuck's the point? So I clicked on thekitchen.com because that's a reliable source. I'm sure it is. Um, it's not as great as it sounds. So it says, and again, folks, do your, you know, do your research, whatever. So just keep on clicking. So then it says, um, Further investigation. So ooh, someone did investigation. This this thing, this investigation that they're talking about is reason.com, a hit and run blog. It's I I don't uh, reason <laughs> free minds and free markets. This is this sounds promising. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Tell me. And more. this is literally an individual who's like, I measured the length of a straw and weighed the cup the top the sippy cup and there's more plastic in the sippy cup and this individual's like i did it twice and i got the same results and like yeah i get i mean like i don't know i i didn't measure or weigh these things so like fine maybe they do but you're just one person and you're putting your own spin on it because i mean i don't know is this person a vegan I I have no idea. Giving up on free Slurpees and dignity. Wait. Oh, my God. I just know. Okay, here's a sentence. Giving up on free Slurpees and dignity for disabled people in the pursuit of total illusionary environmental benefits seems like a poor trade-off. Yet that is the trade-off straw prohibitionists are forcing the rest of us to accept. I'm sorry. I might need (laughs) you to read that again. Or I might need to read it myself because I don't think that I... I heard you correctly or that I understood anything that you just said. <laughs> what? Girl. I, I, you know, I read parts <laughs> of this article and I, I, I'm glad that I, now I don't. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to need to. By adopting a myopic focus on banning straws, environmentalists, city councils, and conscious capitalists are, at best, having no significant impact on the overall problem of marine plastic waste. At worst, they are pushing expensive prohibitions on consumer choice that are counterproductive, at least in the case of Starbucks ban, and come with all sorts of unintended consequences. For instance, I don't understand this. Okay. For instance, straw bans will likely hurt disabled people who lack the motor skills necessary to pull off a flawless cup-to-lip motion. While reusable straws exist, they are hard to clean and not always handy when one needs them. Hold on. (laughs) I don't know what angle this person, I don't understand. So this is linked from, so this is literally traceable. And I really want to know, right? So we go from an anti-capitalist, anarchist, strict vegan who said that straws are not the problem. Don't eat fish. Like, did you do your research? Because you go to this article and then you go to this next one, which is saying, uh, talking about dis- that we're, we're hurting disabled people by taking away the straws, which is an argument that's been. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. What were you asking? I, I, I <laughs> don't understand a word that's coming out of your mouth because it all sounds like nonsense to me. 
Um, but why so- <laughs> not use more eco-friendly disposable straws because they are terrible. Paper, paper straws are known to collapse halfway through a drink. Compostable straws cost six to seven times more than their plastic alternatives. Don't keep for long. And fall apart when exposed to high heat. But so the person who's saying all that is also mad at reusable like metal straws. Like they're mad at that. Yeah. Because they're hard to clean. Yeah. What? <laughs> I I have a pipe cleaner in my bag right now. If that guy wants to borrow it. I don't. I literally do not understand. Pipe cleaners are like a scent. You can go get a pipe cleaner right now and clean all your straws. I don't understand this person's angle. I. <laughs> I, Andy wants to know why the heat on your drink is so high that it would melt your straw, <laughs> which is a fair point. I fair, fair, that fair. That is a fair point. Um, so you know, here you go. Here's here's the whole last paragraph. <clears throat> me 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 me. That's what they're saying because it's their ego. Get it? Right. Me 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 me. Anyways, straws, <laughs> although not essential for most people, most of the time are still a wonderful convenience that help people enjoy a drink on the go, preserve their carefully applied lipstick, or save their teeth from the corrosive effects of some beverage. Just yesterday, we as a nation celebrated 7-Eleven's free Slurpee Day. I'm sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> I need to, to stop you right in there. This world. I need to stop you right there because I need to know if those words coming from that person's <laughs> mouth are, are real. Because to me, that sounds like you're making fun of people and saying, like, of course you don't need a straw. Like, stop being ridiculous. But But it sounds like they might be serious. (laughs) So I don't understand what's happening. I I, don't know. (laughs) I. Help. Breaking news. The straw man. Um, Before we get to the straw man, I just have to reread one more time this last nonsensical i i literally i've been clicking trying to figure out if this is supposed to be like a like a joke or if this person's serious i don't the world may never know our listeners need to know i don't really know but giving up on free slurpees and dignity for disabled people in the pursuit of total illusionary environmental benefits seems like a poor trade-off yet that is a trade-off straw prohibitionists are forcing the rest of us to accept straw prohibitionists that's what we're called yeah straw prohibitionists yes that seems we should get we should get buttons for that we should um yeah straw prohibitionist yeah in future textbooks there will be a chapter on prohibition in the 20s and prohibition in the 2000s when nobody was allowed to use straws (laughs) The yeah. two, two things you can't have: alcohol and straws. So reason, <laughs> so reason is the monthly print magazine of free minds and free markets. It covers politics, culture, and ideas through a provocative Andy mix of no. news, analysis, commentary, and reviews. Reason provides a refreshing alternative to right wing and left wing opinion no. magazines by making a principled case for liberty and individual choice in all areas truth. of humans' activity. Liberty, truth, justice. Straw prohibition. And the pursuit of reusable straws. <gasps> Bam. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, so uh, we should intern. We could intern. Oh, shit. What they're saying. It's interesting. Anyways, uh, so there you go. I, I feel like my brain's melting out of my yeah, head. Yeah, uh, I'm really tired. <laughs> that was a, that was so, a lot. But te- uh, you were going to teach me about um, scarecrows or something. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you about the straw man. Ooh. 
It's a common form of argument and is an informal fallacy based on giving the impression of refuting an opponent's argument while actually refuting an argument that was not presented by that opponent. So. <laughs> with, with this, the whole, like, your compostable straws would melt because your beverage would be that hot. The straw man argument is nobody's fucking talking about your super duper hot beverage and who the fuck is drinking a beverage that hot. I want to know you how hot drink, that is. You could, you could have a, a mug. A mug. With no top at all. No straw. First of all, okay, don't bring disabled. No, if you're not disabled, why are you drinking even a warm beverage out of a straw? Mm-hmm. That's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're usually it's an iced beverage. Yeah, that's a good point. Like you're not, nobody's going to <laughs> yeah. get their hot coffee from Starbucks. May I have a straw, please? Well, no. maybe you're, you're, you're iced, getting your venti your iced, iced latte. Maybe your venti iced latte though is so iced that it freezes your metal straw and creates like like ice. Crystals. Oh, like as though you tuck your uh, touched your tongue to yes, a pole. Like, yes, bleh. exactly. Like and then you're gonna Christ- have a, in a Christmas story. Is yeah, that what it's called Christmas story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Jeez, could that happen? Well, yeah. So what? So then I just I want to use a plastic straw then because that would suck. Because a compostable straw would be so cold, it would be so cold that it would break in That's half. That's right. Because it would turn into ice itself. Mm-hmm. I get that. <laughs> and that would be a straw man argument. <laughs> nobody's talking about. Nobody's drinking a piece of ice. I, I mean, am. maybe you are. <laughs> but then we have a whole other thing to talk about. Why is your beverage that hot or that cold? Maybe you just have specific needs. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> and then there's the disabled, um, which is fair. Yes. Being disabled and needing a straw is a valid argument. Yes. However. You know my, my argument. Ooh, no, I don't. Remember I said it to you at work the other day? You're supposed to tell it. Oh, okay. <laughs> my argument, because that is a valid point. It's a valid point. That I, I understand where that comes from. But my argument would be two things because full transparency i guess i don't obviously know enough about the needs of of certain disabilities who would need a straw in that capacity mm-hmm. so i don't know but what did people do before straws is my first question right and my second question or not question but the second thing i would pose would be what i said to you at work the other day was we have cars that can drive themselves we have these crazy cell phones that can literally do identify everything. Identify your can face. Identify my face and my fingerprint and all this crazy shit. And you can't develop <laughs> an alternative right. to a straw for somebody who is disabled and needs that sort of device. Right. Really? The only thing that exists out there right. is a plastic straw? That's it? I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm going to call, no. call y'all's Bullshit. bluff on that one. And like... I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Starbucks is going to keep some sort of straw available Mm. for disabled people. Mm. It's exactly like I've seen restaurants that are like, we don't give straws. If you need one, ask. Right. Right. And I would think that if someone is disabled where they need a straw, they probably have someone with them at a restaurant. Right. um, That would be able to say, hey... My friend, brother, right. whomever or, it is, needs a straw or like. Or again, I, I, I truthfully, if somebody out there knows more about this than I or we do, please, yes, for please. the life for the life of me, educate me on this. But I would imagine also that somebody with a disability who is in the care of their 
their caregiver or, or what have you, that person would probably have their own straw supplies as right. well, right? The things right. that they need to be out and and, and functioning and, and functioning, mm-hmm. right? Their their caregiver or what have you would would know we're going to a restaurant, we might need these things. I would think that people do that now. So the other thing too is I actually mentioned this to my mother who worked with um elderly and disabled people. Um she said that a lot of times straws could be more dangerous because i mean you can't kind of portion control as easily like what if someone takes a gigantic gulp right you know versus like if you do like a tiny if you help you hold the cup up to their mouth and you let a little bit in and then you control it versus if you right also maybe they can't suck it up a straw i've seen some very disabled people who don't i don't know I don't know, but that's a whole nother. Right. I don't know that much about it. Um, we are not doctors. We are not professionals. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. Um, but that's, I don't understand why you can't see it as a good thing other than um, if you are falling victim to object centrality. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is, Kat? No, Danny, tell me. So object, object centrality is when you are the greatest source of bias. You view everything through the lens of yourself. You are unable to separate yourself from a situation and say, gee whiz, (laughs) maybe this is good, little Jimmy. (laughs) Golly. Yeah. Like maybe banning straws will open people's eyes. Yeah. I was reading an article that said that, you know, banning straws is, uh, I I guess you could say, like the gateway ban because it'll get people thinking about plastic bags. It'll get people thinking about Ziploc bags. It'll get people thinking about, you know, all the other things things um bottles what have you it's the gateway plastic if you will mm-hmm. um that'll lead to people being like oh wait you know if i'm if i'm not using straws anymore should i be using plastic bags like right. it's, it gets people's minds kind of going and i don't know we heard the argument that you know even though we've hosted stuff at um our place of employment before Mm -hmm. special events and stuff like you're just trying to make money off of people i mean yes because businesses have to make money we can't and you know we cannot live in a world where there's absolutely no businesses i'm sorry or rather we don't you know at least we don't maybe we could i don't know i'm of the um you know i'm of the idea that we talk a lot about meeting people where they are. Well, I'm also of the idea of living in the world that you do. You know what I mean? Like we've talked about before, we're not going to wake up tomorrow and the world is vegan. That's not going to happen. We're not going to wake up tomorrow and horse racing has ended. That's not going to happen. We're right. also not going to wake up tomorrow and plastic straws will be 100% gone. That's nope. not going to happen either. You know, so I'm of the I'm of the of the the reality that it's important to recognize reality and say, "Okay, well, you know, businesses do exist and they exist to make a profit and they are why a large portion of the population is employed they're why you and i are employed and i think it's amazing that there are companies out there that exist who are are saying yeah we exist to make a profit we're trying to sell you stuff but also what we're going to do with some of the money that we make as a Mm -hmm. profit Mm -hmm. Is, is do some good in the world. We're going to donate to charity. We're going to ban plastic straws. We're right. going to be at the forefront of this plastic prohibition that's starting to creep into the world. We're going to 
we're going to um, advocate for refugees and, and give them jobs right. when they come into the country. We're going to uh, march in pride parades. We're going to we're going to have a firm political stance. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. I would I would imagine that the amount of companies who do that are are in the minority in the large scale of things. Right. A lot of companies don't take political stances like that and they don't donate to charities and they they don't care. It is all about money. But there are the few and far between who are doing some good shit. And I mean, what if so what? What if I mean, Starbucks probably isn't doing that shit, right? Maybe I don't. They do some good stuff. I know they like. I know they do some stuff with like tuition reimbursement. They like pay for your college classes if you're taking college courses. They do. That's really um, cool. I didn't know that. Like even um, Estee Lauder, who is a huge animal testing. You know, um, they do test on animals in most cases. Estee Lauder is like not one of the great ones in terms of animal rights, but they they do tuition reimbursement. So like they'll pay off your student loans. Like there are a lot of companies who do good stuff for their people. And what if that person goes out and like maybe they work for Estee Lauder and then they paid for their college tuition yeah. and then that person goes out and starts a yeah. nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, like you don't fucking yeah. know. So like. Well, and stop Starbucks, seeing it like that. Stop yeah. seeing it only how you want to see it, right. because it fits your agenda. That's right. And Starbucks is the one that um, I don't think it was in the U.S. I think it was more so in like the U.K. and some other places. Um, but Starbucks is the one who was giving jobs to refugees. That's so, awesome. So like, there are a lot of companies who are doing some good shit, even though and didn't they just shut down all their Starbucks for like a day or something recently and do, to do uh, um, yes. like. Uh, special training for like sensitivity what happened exactly yeah. and what philadelphia yes yeah so they're doing yeah. things let them do it yeah and then you see little maybe little companies like well shit starbucks is having banning plastic straws shit, i don't want to disney is banning right plastic straws. i don't want to be carrying plastic straws mm-hmm. starbucks does it because right. you're going to get people who will go into mom and pop shop X and right. be like, well, Starbucks doesn't have straws. Why do you? Right. So maybe you motivate the small companies who are doing local things or good things. I mean, just get off your high horse and stop seeing everything as bad or not good enough if it's not your idea of right. perfect. Because the other side of that, Knock too, if you are, you know, if if... If you're part, you know, you and your vegan friends are hanging out and the environmentalists come up and they're like, hey, we're banning plastic straws and we're doing this and we're doing that. We're trying to save the planet. If you're like, hey, environmentalists, go fuck yourselves because you don't eat vegan. So how much good are you really doing? They're, they're going to be like, oh, OK, those vegans are crazy. We don't want their help. So then vegans, when you go up to the environmentalists and you're like, right. oh, we're going to go and we're going to we're going to do this fossil fuel protest and really show people that, you know, not just fossil fuels, but Factory farming is the leading cause of climate change. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come join us, environmentalists? The environmentalists gonna like, are going to be like, go yourself. fuck yourself, vegans. Right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So, like, if you want people to get behind your cause, you need to hear them out and get behind and theirs. get behind their Especially cause. if those causes are linked. I mean. This is me squeezing my hands. They can't around see someone's it. Neck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> because most of these end goals are to have a better world. Yeah. 
I can't stop. Every time something comes up, you know, when you and I are talking about how somebody did something that's annoying or, you know, whatever, all of, all <laughs> of this usual. stupid shit. I cannot. I was I was actually telling Mike about this the other day, too. I cannot get out of my head what Heather said about how 30 percent of the vegans in the UK said the reason that they're not vegan is because of vegans. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. God, like the the proof is in the pudding right there. Right. Like that is. And if that's the stats for vegans, imagine what it is for environmentalists. Yeah. Or for, you know, anti-capitalism. Yeah. Or, or whatever I, your your cause or religion. Right. Because think about it. Like I know I know some I people know. who are religious and they're if they're like, do you want to you should guys should come to church on Sunday or oh, you should do this. You should do that. I'm like, nah, I'm good. But I'm also I'm not like a jerk about it and neither are they. I'm just like, you know what? No, thank you. No, thank you. You know, versus these people who are all over and where we see it often is social media. Yeah. Because we live in a social media internet world. Social and so media was the best slash worst thing that ever, ever happened. happened. <laughs> I know. The best slash worst thing ever. I mean, and I you feel like... you cannot unplug from it. It's the it, worst. I know. I, 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 You know, I'm on the one hand, I'm like, would podcasts exist without social media? Like, would we have so much like the radio existed and technology? Before. Yeah, I guess that's true. But like the amount of marketing and shit that happens on mm. social media, like, would you find out about stuff as readily? Like, what would the world be like without fucking Facebook or Twitter or whatever your social Facebook. media vice is? You know See what I mean? Um, I forget what I was going to say before that. I don't remember. Maybe if you start talking again, I'll remember. Um, social media <laughs> being the worst and best thing ever. Yeah, the best and worst thing because ever. Because we're constantly exposed to it. And that's the thing is you don't know. First of all, once it's out there, it's out there forever. Forever. Second of all, you don't know who's seeing it. Yeah. You are influencing people and you should take that into account when you post something on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter and you're like you know what fuck Starbucks fuck plastic straw banning it's a lie go vegan this and that like what if someone their first step the first thing they really cared about was just getting rid of plastic straws and now they're like it's not good enough it. Right. And, you Bye-bye. know, it, it, we also live in this crazy world where social media being the best and the worst thing, the best because you you can get information so readily. Mm-hmm. And you can talk to whoever you want, whenever you want, wherever mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. And you can market the shit out of your cool vegan podcast or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the other side of it, too, where people are posting their their opinions and posting these articles and this and that and the other thing and you really do kind of have to weed through and still do your own research because fake news is a fucking real thing and it doesn't just exist in the political world it exists in fucking (laughs) it exists (laughs) everywhere it's everywhere you know I could post an article right now about how uh, you know like I said before how what an impact factory farming has on climate change Right. and Joe Schmo across the street is going to post the exact same article but saying how that's a right. lie and so there's just so re- much like, shit everywhere and it's so like, easy to find i read this article from you know i listen one of my favorite people to go hang out with at protest is person x they posted about straw banning not being a huge problem where'd they get their information right oh they got it from you know the this kitchen. is a lie.com. Com. <laughs> you know, oh, they got it from reason.com. Oh, it must be. Reason is a friggin' free mind yeah. opinion thing. It's basically an opinion thing. Yeah. And you, I mean, you, I could write whatever. I mean, here's, don't fucking listen to us. 
Yeah, that's I'm the other thing right too. Now. Like we obviously benefit from this, right? Because we're sitting here shooting the shit and just getting like real heated up about garbage, and people are gonna listen to it, and that's like fucking awesome. Garbage, literal, but, like pollution, like like plastic garbage, or like all of it, just like garbage. Okay. <laughs> okay. And people are gonna listen to it, so like obviously we benefit from the world that is people caring what other people have to say, but but also don't listen to us. Go do some research. Yeah, just stop yeah. it now. Hit pause. On us. Yeah. Go Google something. Yeah, go come Google back some to shit. us. Tell us, you know, and if you think we're wrong, please then, like, come tell back. Us. Because I also, every time I see what, no matter what it's about, if it's political, if it's vegan, if it's whatever, whenever I see those, like, you know, silly memes that are all over the internet now with, like, stupid shitty facts, there's a lot of, like, gun control ones and all that. Uh, Of course. Whenever I see that shit, I always Google it. And nine times out of ten, it's not fucking true. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like Sweden hasn't had had gun violence in 362 years. That's not true. No. (laughs) Or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that just makes me fucking crazy because anybody can put anything they want on the internet and because it's on the internet it's true except it's not but anyway anyway. (laughs) everybody stop putting your personal agenda on things that's right listen to other people's causes you can do different causes too so if you go to i don't know a horse racing protest Mm -hmm. you sure as shit better not be pushing your vegan agenda there i'm sorry right you are not there to talk about being vegan you are there to talk about what's happening to the horses. Right. Right. In horse racing. But, Stop but it. The devil's advocate side of that though is say you're you're protesting up at the track and you're standing sure. next to somebody and they happen to notice that you have a vegan t shirt on and they're like, Oh wow, you're vegan and you're like, Yeah, and they're like, Yeah, I've always wanted to do that. What a great fucking opportunity to, to talk to no, somebody. No, that about is. It. You know what I that mean? That absolutely is. And that would be the same thing. Like I remember when I went to the women's rights march in DC with right. Kelsey. I was like, I wish that we had made some like vegan signs because there's such a link between veganism and feminism. You know what I mean? So I I feel like there is room for things to overlap. Oh, absolutely. But you have to go into it with the mindset that there's room for things to overlap. Because if you don't and you're like, fuck you, dude, Mm -hmm. you're not a vegan. You're not welcome at this horse racing protest. Right. Who are you going to win? Right, right. Like, separate it, right. realize that there's room for a gray area for right. people to care about more than one thing. Right. As you should care about more than one thing. Exactly. Because how often it. do you hear that, too? See, this episode's going to be five hours long. <laughs> how often do you hear that, too, where there, people are like, how come vegans care more about animals than people? Than people. And that's where that comes from, right, is, is from people not allowing causes to overlap. overlap. Because they do. So stop. Stop. Well... And so I guess we'll just segue. I didn't want to um, forget because I feel like this is kind of like the important thing is to know that things overlap and to be able to compartmentalize and separate things. Yeah. Right. So um, I thought maybe we could give a, a quick shout out and answer our email. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. And then I have a thing to tell you that just came up on my phone that you'll like. Oh, OK. It's nice. So we'll answer the email. Up first. So um, from Annie. Hi, Annie. Hi, Annie. It's my grandmother's name. Um, It's a really nice name. Yeah. Well, her name's Anne and she goes by Annie. I wonder if Annie's name is Anne. My middle name is Anne. Is it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cad. That's right. Hmm. Um, so Annie has found herself in a pickle. Um, mm, yum. 
So to start off, I want to say, I personally want to say congratulations, Annie, because it sounds like she is having a pretty damn good time at like the start. And she says, I have the best job she's ever had. First of all, how many of us can say that? I mean, I think I mean, this is the I'm, best job I've ever had. But is it the best job? <laughs> you know? You know? Yeah. But as a general yeah. thing, yeah. No, that's fair. how many okay. people get to yeah. say that, right? Yeah. Um, She's never had more responsibility, autonomy, or income before. That's fucking amazing. Do you, you, how many do f- you work for Lush, Annie? <laughs> <laughs> um, so Annie works. Um, she's directing a successful art gallery and living her dream of selling investment grade art. Ooh. Which is fucking again? How many That's people get cool. to say they're living their dream? Okay, can you say yes to that? No, because I went to art school, so I should be doing what Annie's doing. <laughs> and I'm not. So we could, we could, if you wanted, tell Annie I have a to fine leave arts her job. Degree, Annie, do you are you looking for help? Are you looking for some help? Um, so the pickle that Annie finds herself in is that the theme of the gallery is sporting art. So bird hunting, fishing, even North American and African big game. Um, they do have a lot of strictly wildlife art and some contemporary and abstract. They are known for the sporting art. Um, she feels like the situation is no different from when she first went vegan and was working in a restaurant that served meat. And she just wants to know, um, you know, what our thoughts are. Can we be can she be vegan in a non-vegan job? And she feels super conflicted. I would wager that. You and I are in the minority on this because we are very lucky lucky to work for the company that we do. And yes. I would think that most vegans probably do work in a non-vegan job where uh, they yeah. find themselves faced with maybe not something so in your face, like having art on the wall that depicts different hunting or fishing or what have you. But I would think that oh, most all vegans probably work in a quote-unquote non-vegan job. So I would, I would agree. And my, I mean, my thought when I first read this is... I mean, first of all, it's not the only thing. They do have other art, which is good. Yeah, and I, um, Annie, maybe you can clarify. Are these photographs or are these paintings? I'd be curious about that. Not that mm. I guess it's different one way or the other, but a photograph is a real life. I yeah, was going to say is abstract. It, is it I abstract? Would... Is it like a real? Yeah, it said abstract. Yeah, so, so. okay. Because I was going to say if it's photographs, that's a little mm. different because that's real. That, right. That's a, yeah. But abstract means right. you know, it's going to be a painting. Right. Um. Because my thought is, if I go in and I'm looking at Picasso, one a right. Picasso piece, right? I, first of all, I'm not an art investor, right? But I appreciate, like, you know, I'm I consider myself someone who appreciates art. I'm looking at like, wow, look at the time and effort. Look at the quality of the brushstrokes. Yeah. Look at the colors they use. Yeah, no, look I would this. agree. I don't know, and I mean, maybe I'm making assumptions. I don't know if many people are walking into that gallery and saying, shit, that's a big lion head they got there. Yeah. Or are they not really thinking that much into it? And they're like, wow, this is a really beautiful because, I mean, think about how often we come across people dissociating, right? They mm -hmm. look at a piece of chicken on their plate and they don't see it as a chicken or chickens. They see it as a piece of meat, something they're going to eat. So. How many people walk into an art gallery and they're like, this is a piece of art I'm going to buy, right. not right. shit, that's not well, good. I got to go shoot me a lion. I, I will I admit that I, I, I've i been, I mean, I go to art galleries all the time and I, I would think when I've been to the Met or MoMA, there are probably a lot of paintings that depict 
some mm-hmm. sort of animal sure. suffering, especially if you get into like um, like Renaissance art and stuff like that. I mean, it's everywhere. Religious art, it's going to be everywhere. And right. that's never occurred to me. Right. You know what I mean? I've never, I mean, I, I think I've probably been like, oh, God, that's a violent scene. But I don't think I would have looked at it and thought, mm-hmm. oh, this this painting is encouraging hunting or this painting is encouraging. You, no, right. no more so than I would look at, you know, a, a Picasso and be like, this painting is encouraging the women to run around naked <laughs> or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? So I don't I know. Would, that's that's I my would, experience. If I were, you know, advising Annie, I would say think of it like that. Like, yeah. You know, how think of the people who come in just to appreciate the art, to buy the art. Maybe they're just a collector. They like the investment. They're going to resell it. Maybe they just collect fine things. I mean, but they're not really thinking about the message. Take some solace in that, that they're probably not coming in and being like, oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I I would I think of everything as an opportunity too, right? Like exactly. if there's a gallery opening and, and that gallery opening is going to be um, catered, you know, the fact that a vegan works at the gallery might sway the options. You know what I mean? Like right. that's a I, I would look at everything as an opportunity and any and all conversation to drop the fact that you're a vegan will pose questions from whoever you're talking to. So I would look at look at it that way as well. You know, and maybe you show people who come in you know, take the opportunity if someone comes in and they're like, I just want to buy a really nice art piece. Yeah. Maybe you direct them towards the ones that don't depict a violent scene. Sure. You know, but take the time to educate. Maybe you direct them towards that first and yep. it's a wildlife scene. Yeah. And you're like, wow, look how beautiful they are. I mean, you could honestly, I don't know. I don't know how that would work, but drop a little piece in there. You know, wow, look at this I don't, painting of a chicken. Did you know chickens are actually really smart too? So this really yeah, embodies yeah. how beautiful of a being they are. And yeah, just drop little, it. like little nuggets, nuggets of information in there. Yeah. You know, to kind of just get people thinking. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, leave your job. You have a great job. You know, you're happy. You have more income than you have before. Mm-hmm. Use that to do something really cool. Yeah, I mean, you said you, you know? said it yourself. It's the best job you've ever had. It's the so best like, job you've ever had. So go out. Yeah, you know, use it to do good. Go out to good vegan restaurants. That's, support yeah. places that are doing vegan things. Yeah. Um. Maybe volunteer more. I yeah. mean, you know, and just it's good stuff. Be able to separate. But yeah. I would absolutely. I say it's tough. Find, you know, find your little bits. Of, of happiness in that and just know that you said it yourself and it made me happy to see that that's the best job you've ever had. That's great, yeah. I wish I had my dream job. I mean, I love my job. Don't get me wrong. I don't even know what my dream job is. I think my dream job is no job. Stay at home cat mom. That's right. Bam. <laughs> that's exactly right. But, yeah, so that would be my information, my yeah. little, my opinion. Also, Annie is having a um, vegan wedding. Congratulations on that, Annie. So, and she's also received pushback. Yeah, uh, Annie, just let us know uh, when the invitation will come in the mail. Ooh, to we'll visit the art sure... gallery? No, Let's... I was thinking to go to her wedding. Oh, that too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that's the thing, is if my friend, yeah, like, if Annie was like, I mean, <laughs> hey, hey Annie, let me buy you, if she friend. told us to buy us plane tickets, I'd be like, sure, I'll go anywhere. Do we know where Annie's from? I don't think so. You know, I do not yeah. believe so. Well, uh, nope. But I'll go. Yeah, doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if she was like, "Hey, invitation to the the gallery," and let's say it was in Massachusetts, I'd and totally we were a go. short drive away, I would absolutely go. 
And, you know, yeah. and I'm a vegan saying I would go visit that gallery. Yeah, heck yeah. So it would be... If you're in driving distance from New York, Annie, we're going to come to your gallery. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to find you. <laughs> this is why people don't email us. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just Google art galleries known for... <laughs> God, this just took a turn. It always does. Yeah. That keeps it real. Um, But let us know. I, too, she wants to know how my wedding planning is going and such. And I want to know how hers is. But we'll be there. Right. At her wedding. Yeah, so, so we'll, we'll see to, the we'll, end result. We'll review it. It'll be like, uh, what's that show where the, all the brides go to each other's wedding? And, or weddings? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, And they get to decide who's best. Yeah. yeah. It'll be like that. <laughs> exactly. We should do that. So um, we'll wait. Yeah. Um, just send us another email and we'll send you our address. Yeah. So, well, one of ours. We don't live together. Right. But I want my own invitation. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So we'll send you both addresses. <laughs> I'm actually in the process of moving, so I have two addresses oh, God, right you now. Oh, so many. Jeez. Whoa. Yeah. So um, more emails, though, and, you know, you get cool mm-hmm. shout outs and we get to talk to you. Yeah. So you're sitting right with us, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Although you'd be really hot if you were. Yeah. Because I'm starting to get real warm. Yeah, no, same. Me too. Um, but what's the good thing that <laughs> popped across your um, so screen? So I'm gonna. I want you to. Um, I'm gonna show you. Okie dokie. Um, I was just tagged in this photo. That's Sir Paul McCartney. <gasps> Margaret just put that up and tagged me and Caden and Rocky in it. Oh my! You must God. not be friends with her. And said that he's happy as can be. Oh my god! Yes, I just he's showed, fat. Yeah, he got big, right? Yeah, like good fat, not yeah. like. Yeah, maybe we'll post that to our Instagram so people can see it. But it's the oh. rooster that Danny and I helped rescue last summer. Yeah, he's so happy yeah. with his friends. Isn't that nice? That is so fucking nice. That bastard sitting in a tree at three a.m. <laughs> no, that fucking that guy. Fucking guy. <laughs> that fucking guy. But that is so nice. We absolutely will post yeah, that. Heck yeah. Because that is so cool. So thank you, Margaret, for tagging me in that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. Any food shit? Uh, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Uh, well, I went. I was in the city on Wednesday, but we didn't do anything that extraordinary. I just had the best like oh, yeah. Mexican street we corn of my life. For. You're right. Yeah, that's right. Nicole just made us the Nicole of horse racing wrongs just made us a spectacular lunch after going to the protest. Yeah, so that's so good. Yeah, it was. You know, that's what you should do. Go to the protest if anyone is able to, especially. Um, we've had people fly before for Traverse mm-hmm. weekends, so if you're able to, um, that yeah. Saturday, last Saturday in August, check out their um Facebook or yeah, just and definitely check out their Facebook for all the dates for protests. protests. Um, they need the numbers, but uh, that's the plug for that. Delicious. But um, the meal that we ate and is, those is Jeanette's just for, for the love of oh, God, we got for to the take love some of God. Um, the food just kept on coming. She was I like, know. "Here's the corn. Here's angel. the sriracha mayo. Here's this." That sour cream she made was the so good. The lime sour cream. I want the recipe for that. Oh, my God. That. So good. And the jackfruit, however she did it. I really like jackfruit. Yeah. Yeah. We will have to do a cooking episode with her. For sure. Because then we get to eat more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I went to the city so last week, um, but I we didn't do anything like that extraordinary. I got um, Blossom Du Jour to go really quick, and their mac and cheese is so good. But they got rid of my absolute favorite tofu Benedict wrap. <sighs> 
Oh no! Yeah, I'm really upset about Why? it. I don't know. Did you ask them? I the would've. menu was all different, um, and uh, the inside of the place was all like it had like the art and like the walls and stuff were different. It had like some graffiti writing and stuff on it, and it was. I was like, I wonder if they did that to make it more in line with um, Urban Vegan Kitchen because it's the same owner or whatever. So, and it had that kind of a vibe, but the menu was all different, and they didn't have the wrap that I love. So I just got the mac and cheese, which was delicious, and then we went to. Um, Bear Burger down on 14th. Yeah, down on 14th, um, which was really good. I hadn't been to that Bear Burger location before, and I got a Beyond Burger, and I was very happy with it. I'm glad places, that places like Bear Burger exist, and I wish that we had more places like that up here. I mean, I guess we kind of do, but I wish we had more, like, chain places like that up here yeah. because, like, it's so easy for Mike and I to go there. You know what I mean? Right. Where, like, if he wants a Beyond Burger, great, but if he doesn't, like, he can do his own thing, and it would be really great for, like, families and groups of friends and like people who aren't solely vegan or vegetarian oh, i'm or sorry you you have friends that aren't vegan uh we very, need to talk about that few. actually do i well, well your shannon. boyfriend and shannon my my my, my lifelong best friend and, and your my boyfriend, boyfriend. <laughs> yeah so. yeah that's it i think but like debatably two important people yeah i think that's it I can't think of anybody else right now off the top of my head, but, um, and you know, neither one of them care. Like they'll eat vegan if that's where I want to go. Yeah. They don't care. But you know, sometimes it's like nice when you're in a group, for like I still like get, I still yeah. sort of feel bad sometimes, sure. you know what I mean? But anyway, it's Bear because... Burger is just so good. I wish we had them up here. <sighs> yeah. And they have the sausage whenever the sausage is available, which yeah. it isn't anywhere now. And all the toppings you can put on their stuff. Oh no. my God. And I had the best milkshake from there. Oh my god! It Which was like one? peanut butter. Mm. Uh, it was like the it was something Elvis, Velvis, the Velvis. That's what it's called. And it makes it's, me uncomfortable just because it's like velvet pelvis. Elvis. Yeah, or vel- it sounds like oh. pelvis. Elvis anyway. is velvet pelvis. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was peanut butter and chocolate and coconut ice cream. I think I don't know, but it was so good. And I was dipping my fries in it. Did you ever do that, like at Wendy's? Get my fries and tell get this fries. is velvet pelvis. Yes, yeah. Did you ever go to Wendy's and get a frosty and yes. fries and dip it? It was like that. Didn't Andy everyone is do like that? saying no. Yeah, no, Mike. No, everyone was, does Mike that. Mike was like, "You're disgusting." Are you kidding me? Everyone does that. Not, yeah, that that wedding's off. Yeah, no. <laughs> this guy doesn't like cucumbers, peanut butter, and never dipped. What the French fuck? fries and frosties? I don't know. You gotta ask the important questions. Should have asked this years ago, girl. I know. Anywho, well. I guess that's a that's a wrap. There's a wrap. That's a wrap. Not a Tofu Benedict wrapping. wrap though. No. Oh god, I'm so upset. Sorry. Okay. Oh, uh, oh no. Yeah. No. Yeah, Andy's... we got to go. Bye. Oh, wait. Just kidding. Oh. Wait, kidding. what? No, I thought we were about to like sign off and then Andy was trying to do the whole um yeah, that's what I social thought. media and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, he's yelling at yeah. you for that. I thought maybe he was yelling at us to like wrap it up and I was like that can't be right. Yeah. It's just it's really funny. Maybe huh. Andy should learn actual sign language instead of just flailing but, his um, arms about. That, that would involve me. I don't know if you know sign language. You I know don't. a little. I don't. I know this one. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho. Anyways, um, <laughs> go to the mm-hmm. Hang out with us more. Listen to us tickle your eardrums with That's our right. sweet voices. Yeah. And send us emails. Follow I, us on the social media. I was so excited again to receive this email. Yeah, that was pretty cool. You guys don't understand how much. It really makes our day. Yeah. And like, all you have to do is even shoot an email just says hi. Yeah. That's, I know. Like, we, literally, we from, like, if you just take two seconds out of your day 
and just shoot an email that says hi and you would make someone's day. How cool is that? The power is in your hands. That's right. Only you can stop forest fires. That's right. I don't know. Um, (laughs) That's that's all I got. And then when you're done with that, go to soundbite.fm. All right. And um, hang out with all the cool kids on there. Yeah. But then come back to us again because we're the coolest. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. Okay. Whoa. Oh, shit. That was good. That was good.